Entrepreneurs make the world a better place. They solve big, complex problems. They innovate and solve solutions that no one's ever dreamed about. And in doing this, they boost local and national economies. Sometimes they even solve social issues. In this episode, we talk to the person who is leading the charge for entrepreneurs across Canada. What is she planning? What is she observing? Keep watching this episode of Techopia Live. Hi, everyone. I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome to another episode of Techopia Live. This is a regular podcast from OBJ that features executives from next generation technology companies. We want to shine a spotlight on the up and comers. And we also want to keep you updated on some of the established players and also people in the technology ecosystem, all with a goal of keeping the tech sector informed and connected. As always, we've got a great show lined up for you today. One of the central tenets of Techopia and, of course, Ottawa Business Journal is embracing and elevating entrepreneurs. We think entrepreneurs need more support and recognition, both in Ottawa, on a political level, on an advocacy level, uh, on many different levels. And uh, today's guest, uh, I think, would really agree with me and is uh, kind of following that same mission as we are here in OBJ. Uh, in fact, you might say her job is waving the flag of entrepreneurs across Canada. She is an OBJ Board of Trade 40 Under 40 recipient, also a Globe and Mail 2023 changemaker. And most relevant to today's uh, interview, she is the CEO of Startup Canada. Here is Kayla Isbell. Hey, Kayla. Hey, Michael. How's it going? Good. I'm excited to uh, to talk to you and get an update on, on everything that's going on at uh, at Startup Canada, but maybe we can uh, start, Kayla, but just getting you to introduce yourself a little bit in terms of your career and your job at Startup Canada. You bet. My pleasure. So uh, my current role is CEO of a national nonprofit called Startup Canada that we'll be chatting uh, about throughout uh, today's episode. Before that, uh, my career started in consulting. So working with a number of different um, federal, provincial, some municipal governments, other nonprofits, private sector, lots of different folks doing strategic communications planning, change management, um, and providing uh, a number of different advisory and management consulting practice sort of scope elements. Um, after doing that for a number of years, I wanted to kind of shake the snow globe of my life a little bit, do something very different. So I decided to move to East Africa uh, and I moved to Tanzania to work with entrepreneurs uh, in the tourism space. So that was um, you know, something that I've been super passionate about since the very beginning. I love travel uh, and I had a feeling I would really enjoy working with entrepreneurs got connected to incredible safari tour operators and restaurateurs and folks um, who really embodied this kind of entrepreneurial hustle and were building businesses from nothing. Um, and after working with some of those folks in 2019, I came back to Canada and got connected with my predecessor, uh, leader of Startup Canada, and uh, the rest is history. I did not know that African journey part. Uh, that is quite fascinating. I, I don't think I spotted, maybe I listed on, missed it on your LinkedIn, but let me go out on a bit of a limb here, Kayla. So I think you what you might have seen there too is entrepreneurship uh, equating to social change, maybe. Mm -hmm. 
hundred percent. And a lot of entrepreneurship out of necessity. Um, you see a very different sort of fabric of the entrepreneurship ecosystem, much less support, um, but entrepreneurs that are trying to really take lots of different ingredients and create businesses that are going to bring wealth and, and support back to their families. What a unique experience. Congratulations. It was fabulous. That, I, that, it was great. That it, it, like, seriously, it must, be, it must have been life-changing. It was. Yeah, throwing a couple of rhinos and a couple of others as well on some <laughs> safari tours. It was pretty special. I bet. I bet. Not your typical day in Ottawa, I guess. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> okay, so Startup Canada. I have these uh, fond memories dating back about 11 years ago mm-hmm. when Startup Canada burst onto the scene. And I do mean burst. Like, it it seemed to have this energy and electricity and it just started to create a com- what I'll say a community of entrepreneurs like people really rallied around startup canada and specifically what i remember is this cross country tour and i don't remember if it ended in ottawa but it they had a big event in ottawa i think it was at lansdowne uh at uh dow's lake but anyway tell us about startup canada today uh kayla that was back in 2012 uh tell us about startup canada as it exists in 2023 and and beyond yeah it, it definitely you know started with that energy and we've seen so much of that um when we reintroduced another cross canada tour this year that was sort of a dream um to revisit going back into communities seeing what entrepreneurship was like in every nook and cranny of canada we didn't have quite as many tour stops as we did <laughs> when we first started because i think um our, our team went to 30 40 50 plus locations um but now we are rooted in helping entrepreneurs navigate what is a very complicated and extensive community of support. We've never seen more incubators, more accelerators, mentorship programs, funders, private sector partners helping founders. Um, There is a tremendous amount of support out there for early stage entrepreneurs and throughout the entrepreneurship journey. What we're seeing as a biggest challenge is actually accessing and understanding what's available in front of you. So our mandate is to help these early stage founders get connected to the right support organization, the right program, um, the right investor, financial institution, et cetera. Um, And we do that through a number of, of free flagship programs, We support women, we support folks wanting to export and really put Canada on that global stage. Um, And then we do lots of wraparound advocacy to make sure that the perspectives of those founders are heard at every level of government. Um, As we inform policies, as we um, develop additional programs and make new investments um, or continue to make investments in entrepreneurship, um, how do we make sure that it's built by the demands and the needs of a very diverse entrepreneurship community across the country? So we make sure we provide that podium as well. That's good. I want to pick up on at least two things that you mentioned there. And one just struck me as being very true. Um, Startup Canada, you know, really was kind of in the early days. It's not to suggest that entrepreneurship didn't exist before Startup Canada. That's not what I'm saying. But it, it was kind of that a coalescing uh, effect. When mm-hmm. I think of how things have changed since then, I think you're right. I think universities have business schools. Universities have incubators. Uh, we're seeing uh, accelerators, you know, like uh, Invest Ottawa would have uh, more private sector uh, organizations like Elspark uh, helping people mm-hmm. out. Uh, a diversity of government programs that can help depending on kind of who you are or what you're trying to achieve. So it is a, like this big, complex world where many people are trying to help entrepreneurs, but that can probably be overwhelming. Right, Kayla? 
Exactly. And I even feel that myself. My day-to-day job is keeping track of who all these folks are. Um, And every day I learn of a new support organization. Um, So how do we help entrepreneurs navigate those supports more efficiently so they can spend more time on their business, more time investing or finding investors and getting that investment into their companies, leveraging the right programs so they're not, you know, Googling their way through um, programs that aren't actually the right fit because of industry, region, the type of business that they have. Um, There's a tremendous amount of inefficiency and also quite a bit of redundancy, I would say at this point as well, that it's complicated to navigate through that web. Uh, We're trying to solve that obviously within a huge community as well. Canada's massive. We deal with so many other complexities that smaller countries, you know, across the EU um, that that I engage with regularly, that they don't have, you know, the regional um, elements. They, you know, can potentially drive from coast to coast to coast in a day. (laughs) and We don't have that luxury um, as being such a massive country. What we do have is incredible diversity um, and there's such strength in the different regions and what we see come out from an entrepreneurship perspective. But it is very complicated to try to convene and put all of that under one umbrella. So Ed, the way you help entrepreneurs kind of navigate this maze is by creating, I should know the answer to this, a resource on your website or one-on-one counseling. How, how do you help solve that problem? A little bit of everything, Michael. So we do that um, either through our specific flagship program. So if you're a women identifying founder, we have almost a stream um, called our Startup Women Program. That will bring in um, you know, national players uh, like the Forum or investors like Sandpiper Ventures um, and ensure that we're providing that direct access for women founders to that right support organization. We also do that through our in-person programming. So I've been traveling across the country with my team doing this in person, similar to the tour that you would have participated with in uh, way back when. Um, And we picked five regions from Whitehorse, Halifax, Vancouver, uh, Calgary, and we just ended in Brampton to do that in real time, bringing national folks, local players, some provincial folks as well, uh, so that you can actually meet face-to-face. Because I think we were really craving that after the pandemic, and it definitely hits differently to meet some of those folks face-to-face. Yeah, and you can learn about the entrepreneurs so much more by by being present with them and and uh, just chatting to figure out what their challenge is. The other thing I wanted to come back to, and I do have this recollection from 2012 as well, is the advocacy. Yeah. So, you know, I think what I started recognizing from Startup Canada back in 2012 was this um, desire to make sure that that entrepreneurial message was relay, was reaching, excuse me, uh, and I'll be specific in this case, Parliament Hill. So I, I remember that event. It may or may not still continue, but you really wanted to get in front of those uh, federal leaders and make sure they understood the role of entrepreneurs, you know, in our national economy. Mm-hmm. And that I think that sentiment still stands. We don't do as much sort of large scale uh, startup Canada down the hill like programming that you might be familiar with. Um, we found it more effective to have smaller group conversations, giving more time with the founder and let's say the minister of small business or the minister of export promotion um, to make sure that they have some actual back and forth and a bit of a Q&A and a dialogue versus podium approaches, which yes, have a place in a moment in time, but where's the accountability? Where can we actually say, you know, you heard this perspective, what did that resonate with you? Was there a plan to potentially connect that or help, you know, inform a new program or a new incentive based on hearing a lived experience from a founder? Um, We're able to sort of make that messaging a little bit more clear. Um, And what we're hoping to do next year as well is localize those conversations. So it's not just with federal government. It has to play at every single level of government 
yes, each each level has you know its specific jurisdiction and areas that they are actually going to be able to control and make changes in. Um, but it's this entrepreneurial kind of energy and this overall sentiment when we look at the scaffolding of business. That is a responsibility that we all share as government, within private sector, within all of these various programs. There are almost these like essential ingredients that I see being missed in addition to the nuance of I'm this particular type of business and I have fallen through the crack of XYZ program. Um, so I'm I'm not a, a lobbyist. <laughs> I sort of engage in these conversations. We do have a lobbyist on our team who really you know continues this advocacy work ongoing. Um, but we also partner with formal entities that um, have a an exclusive mandate for um, for that advocacy. So, you know, incredible boards of trade like the Ottawa Board of Trade uh, in, in our city, uh, folks like CFIB as well nationally, we ensure that we're partnering with other like-minded organizations to help spread the messaging when they have obviously more resources being ad- sort of, uh, associated with the advocacy piece. I mean, it's very smart, right? You don't want to duplicate the efforts of others. I think so, and, too. <laughs> and, it, and it helps. I think it helps, you know, when you're doing advocacy of, let again, let's just say federal MPs, uh, for them to get a unified message as opposed exactly. to three separate messages. It's more like we're all coming together. We're asking for this. <laughs> Keep it simple. Totally. Yeah. But the human side of it, right? We can often just see, you know, uh, names or signatures on letters and not feel um, the urgency or how this is going to make an impact in someone's actual life. Entrepreneurs are people, right? And, and sometimes we we look at these mass policies or these mass programs or initiatives that are are supporting such a massive community of Canadians that I think sometimes we lose that connection with this entrepreneur building this business in this town. Um, and that human being deserves more than, than that sort of blanket approach. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And sometimes they just need to hear that human story about, yeah. you know, here's the way it's going and whether a program is addressing or not addressing a need. Kayla, I'm going to put our uh, great discussion here on hold uh, for just a second here. We want to pause to recognize the sponsor of this episode, Number Crunch. Number Crunch is an Ottawa-based firm that allows you to strategically outsource your financials, especially if you're a technology startup or scaling your business. Number Crunch services range from bookkeeping to payroll to full virtual CFO services, including fundraising preparation and cash flow forecasting. Led by Susan Richards and Craig Hung, Number Crunch is supported by an established team of financial professionals who have advised and supported hundreds of firms. Number Crunch's cost-effective subscription model affords you the right expertise for every stage of your business. Let Number Crunch help your company mitigate risk by ensuring proper accounting procedures are in place, providing you with strategic input and scaling along with your business. For a quote on outsourcing and accounting, please visit numbercrunch.ca. Number Crunch, strength in numbers. And we're back with Kayla Isabel, the CEO of Startup Canada. Trust me, Kayla, everyone needs help. If, if my experience is valid, uh, entrepreneurs need help with numbers. <laughs> so they Dang should call. It. Yeah, they should call Number Crunch. <laughs> you don't get your numbers right. You don't have anything right. It's all just a pipe dream. But uh, anyway, Kayla, let's get back to our uh, conversation. I think one of the things that makes you uh, interesting uh, to our audience here today is not only the startup part of your organization's name, it's the Canada, it's the national approach. And I think it's really cool that you get to talk to uh, entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast. So I wanted to ask you, you, you have this uh, 
this incredible outreach, you must make all these observations. So I'm curious for you to identify uh, a trend in entrepreneurship that would make you concerned. And then to end on a more positive note, a trend in entrepreneurship that makes you more optimistic. But let's start with that concern. Give me a concern as it relates to entrepreneurship in Canada today. Yeah, it's a great question. And what I see and what I feel across the country is also different than what I'm seeing in the news and what I see sort of written on paper. So I have a lot of feelings around the, sort of the status and the current state of entrepreneurship. One thing that concerns me greatly is seeing this decline in entrepreneurs. Um, we recently celebrated um, Canada's Small Business Week, and there were some very staggering statistics talking about um, you know, the number of entrepreneurs that were starting and new businesses that were starting 20 years ago versus today. And if one in a thousand people were entrepreneurs, uh, or th sorry, three in a thousand entrepreneurs were starting 10 years ago, we only have one in a thousand entrepreneurs starting now. Um, and this is according to, to BDC and some other folks um, being interviewed during Small Business Week talking about these trends. We saw a huge increase in the pandemic of new ventures starting as well, though. So we see this kind of ebb and flow and this um, turbulence across the entrepreneurship ecosystem. My concern is, you know, as we see new companies start um, and struggle from the get-go with all of the variables that we all know very well, inflation, talent, uh, you know, economic uncertainty, global crises, you know, at our door, left, right, and center. Um, it's a really demanding time to be a founder, not just in the practical elements of what it takes to build a business, including cash and people, et cetera, um, but the heaviness and the weight of responsibility that you carry and the mental health impact of not only starting a new organization that you're leading, but also dealing with global you know, uh, economic elements that you don't really have very much control over. There's a tremendous amount of pressure that comes with that. Um, so that's sort of the doom and gloom side. We're seeing fewer founders and additional stresses on those founders. But on the flip side, we also see entrepreneurs really thrive in some of these moments. We've seen that you know, economic recession and recession after. Um, that's where incredible innovation comes from. Um, I, I caution being too positive in that space because we need to hold space for the very hard reality of what being an entrepreneur in 2023 means. Um, but we are seeing creativity and imagination and unbelievable innovation that is not only focusing on profit, but is really focusing on the world's most pressing challenges. We know entrepreneurs are going to have ambitious targets, lofty goals. They're going to have big, big, big ideas. And we see huge communities of folks across Canada wanting to be founders. We need to see that translate into them actually feeling equipped to start those businesses, to scale those businesses, to keep them in Canada, but sort of build that reputation globally because Canada deserves that bigger podium. Um, and not just looking at profit, but really looking at um, even for-profit social enterprises folks that are focusing on local community challenges, massive global challenges like climate change and global unrest. Um, startups and entrepreneurs are the ones that are going to solve some of the world's most pressing challenges. And if we're not investing in that first layer, getting them to be equipped from day one, setting them up, getting incorporated, finding the right program, 
academic institution, partner, et cetera, we're going to see a huge ripple effect in Canada's place globally when it comes to new ventures beginning. Um, so I'm confident we can get there with some strong leadership, um, great investments that we're seeing across multiple stakeholders. This is not just the government of Canada's responsibility. There are so many different stakeholders that need to be a part of this conversation um, and support with bold action. Uh, but I'm confident that entrepreneurs have the ideas that are going to get us to where we need to go. So we've got some essential ingredients needed there. Yeah. Uh, so well said, by the way. It's it's like you said that before. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, I, I like I continue to have that thought, right? That many of our societal issues, our environmental issues, our economic issues, I feel can be solved by entrepreneurship. That's not to say there's not a role for government, but I do think that it is the disruption and innovation that's brought by in by entrepreneurs that can, you know, lead us to a better place in uh, society. Um, I'm so tempted to dig into that, but maybe I'm going to frame the next <laughs> in an Ottawa perspective mm. because our audience, of course, is an Ottawa one. So, you know, we've been talking a lot in the city about the technology sector and this show is obviously devoted to that sector and, and wondering, you know, how we can do an even better job at, you know, scaling these companies, at putting Ottawa more on the map. So drawing from all this experience in seeing, you know, entrepreneurial clusters in Vancouver and Toronto and Calgary and Halifax, uh, you know, any advice or any observation that you would make uh, how Ottawa can do a better job at encouraging technology, entrepreneurship, and just establishing its sector? Yeah, it's, it's a question that I've been reflecting a lot about, obviously, with my role with the Ottawa Board of Trade and in many conversations I've been even having with your team, Michael. And what I see across the country is a tremendous amount of pride. Each local ecosystem wants to be yelling from a bigger and bigger microphone saying, hey, look at these incredible startups that are not only starting up in our community, but they are staying, they are creating jobs, they're contributing to this incredible energy that is forming around um, you know, a particular city or even town. We're seeing in municipalities as well, wanting to take some of that attention. What I see lacking in Ottawa is that big microphone. We are not um, telling the stories of the incredible ventures that are coming from Ottawa that have already scaled. We actually have some tremendous scale-ups and huge success stories. Um, and we often defer to one or two examples. We need to diversify the number of businesses we're profiling from the Ottawa space because it's not for lack of, of actual talent and, and of entrepreneurial sort of um, potential and, and lived sort of experience. We see entrepreneurs left, right, and center in Ottawa, um, but you don't correlate Ottawa with the brand of being a vibrant, you know, entrepreneurship kind of ecosystem, like you might um, a Calgary or Montreal or, you know, a Toronto for that matter. Hmm. They're all going to have different flavors. Um, and when you travel across the country, people aren't talking about Ottawa. That part frustrates me that I see, um, you know, great examples of founders coming from the obvious players, but even for myself, to pull out Ottawa names of various scale-ups and startups, they're fewer even in the back of my head that I can pull from. So I'm trying to get better being an advocate of Ottawa. We have a branding challenge, I think, in this city. We need to be speaking from a bigger microphone, championing the stories of more diverse businesses that are coming from the Ottawa ecosystem, um, sharing the, the concrete support that we have available here as well. I think we have fewer, um, you know, not, not even traditional incubator accelerator programs, but the diversity and variety of entrepreneurship programs. 
I see being a little bit more limited in Ottawa versus other cities I've traveled to. Um, but again, we have these essential ingredients. Some of the hard part is already you know, in, front of, in front of us and solved for. Um, it's a communication, a branding, a celebratory energy, um, and that fueling itself, right? Once we have more of that energy, it, it builds and it you know, gets you excited and it makes you want to sort of celebrate the town that you're, you're from. We see that in so many other cities and I'm not feeling that sense of celebration and excitement, passion and pride in Ottawa as much as I think we could. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's, certainly it's something we're trying to to move that needle and and tell us uh, more stories and that type of stuff. I always think that Ottawa potentially is as the seat of kind of federal power is a is kind of stuck in that, right? So we mm-hmm. we all exist in Ottawa in the shadow of the Peace Tower, uh, as the analogy goes, and that might be you know something that we need to think about and try to burst out of that uh, that kind of uh, being defined in those in in those limited ways. But this kind of sense of Ottawa being the seat of government doesn't help us, I think, in in national discussions necessarily. Agreed. And I've seen the same, you know, in in going to, you know, across the EU. I was recently in Brussels and they have the exact same challenge. Like it, it, it is parallel in other parts of the world. But I think Ottawa has... Um, has the appetite and there's interest. I've never seen more folks engage with this conversation. How do we get Ottawa on the map? How do we, you know, bring these stories to the forefront? There are so many different stakeholders who are committed and want to be a part of this conversation. We need to translate that initial energy into actual action to move the dial because I don't think that's rippling across the country. We've got, we're sort of in this, this infancy of, of getting the water boiling. We need to see it really, you know, heat up and, and spread that message wider. Okay, good. Uh, listen, before we wrap up, it's time for our Building a Better Working World segment brought to you by EY. building a better working world by amplifying and telling the stories of Canada's unbelievably resilient, passionate, and brilliant um, entrepreneurs. We've got so many incredible stories of newcomers, of founders navigating extremely challenging circumstances. And in my role at Startup Canada, I get to give them a podium, give them a voice um, to tell a story that deserves to be told. So I'm incredibly proud of that. All right, Kayla, that's great. You, I think you, we could easily agree that you're building a better working world by doing that for sure. Thanks, Listen, we've run out of time. I'm sorry to say that, uh, Kayla, uh, but it was great um, getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, great getting to hear more about uh, Startup Canada and what's on your priority list. I want to wish you uh, all the best of luck and, and rah, rah, rah to entrepreneurship across <laughs> Canada for sure. I agree, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. We'll see you soon, Kayla. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, before we wrap up, let's take a look at some of the other great companies that champion Techopia. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as EY, Building a Better Working World, Number Crunch, offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies, Pearlie Robertson Hill & McDougall, a leader in business and technology sector law, TD Bank, specialized programs for technology companies, 
the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent. Techopia is not only a podcast, we post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. All right. Yes, Techopia is all of those great things. And in addition to that, I want to point out that we launched a great magazine uh, with our friends at EY earlier in the spring. Uh, It's called the Techopia EY Insights. And you can find the digital edition of that magazine at techopiaeyinsights.ca. And I want to emphasize that we're already planning for the 2024 uh, session. So uh, look out for that magazine coming out again in probably spring 2024. I want to thank you for watching and or listening. We hope Techopia is keeping you connected and informed. Let's keep building Ottawa's technology utopia. That is Techopia. See you soon. Bye-bye, everyone.